I'm Kent Kingston. I'm the Director of Technology and Media for Westside Community Schools in Omaha, Nebraska. We're an urban district located in the heart of Omaha. We currently have just over 6,000 students, K through 12. In our one-to-one program at our high school, we have just over 2,000 students. The socioeconomic breakup of Westside Community Schools, we currently have about 20% of our students on free and reduced lunch. About 85% of our students are Caucasian. The other 15% would be students of color, most notably Hispanic, Asian, and African American. When we started the one-to-one program, our main goal was we really want to provide the tools necessary for our kids to successfully compete in the Nebraska area, but then also on a larger scale in the country and internationally as well. We do great things for our kids in Westside Community Schools, but we knew to stay on top, we were going to need to keep providing tools that gave our kids an edge. In the four years that we've been doing this one-to-one initiative at our high school, the exciting piece for me is to really see what Apple's done with the tool and how over that time they've had engineers who have really thought about instruction at a K-12 level and thought about what should that tool look like as opposed to maybe even at a business level. And so recently with the new MacBook design, they came out with a motion sensor that shuts down the hard drive. They put a MagnoSafe connector so if a kid would accidentally trip over a cord, they wouldn't pull the machine off a student desk onto the floor and break it. Now it comes unplugged automatically. So what Apple has done is really thought about how is this tool going to be used in a K-12 environment? and really had their engineers design a machine that really took care of those problems. When people think about platform, they want to get into this debate about Windows or Mac, or they want to get into a debate about what operating system. And really, I think there's two other pressures that people need to think about. It's creativity and productivity. People have to do things that are productivity type of things. And they have certain tools in mind when they think about that. And there's other people that want to do creative type things. And they have certain tools in mind as well. And for us, the best tool to solve the productivity pressures and the creativity pressures were a Mac box with certain softwares that were loaded to take care of the productivity type. When you think of the iLife suite and you think of the creativity tools that Macintosh gives for free, they're unequaled. What I'm really excited about is a release of Leopard Server. Just like they did on the hardware side where they really thought about how would this hardware be used in a K-12 setting, they really made some improvements. On the server side, they did the same thing. They thought about how do we need to manage this environment? And what is exciting for me and it's really helping us as we move to expand this even to our middle school is that they've given you greater control of the things that you can do. It's really up to you. I'll give you one example. Let's take the Internet. You can actually create a blacklist of sites that you'd say, I don't want my kids ever to go to these sites, and it manages them not only at school, but once they go home, those sites are still blacklisted. But if you're a district that would rather say, I would rather have things be approved, you can actually create a whitelist and say that only these sites are acceptable for our kids. It's even down to a granular level, which an individual kid's machine, which I really appreciate as well. You could also set curfews to the Internet. So if you wanted to, working with a parent or an administrator or making an enterprise decision that at some point maybe the Internet's no longer going to work on our computers, the new server allows you that type of control over a machine. So we really have created a 24-7 learning environment with these online resources. One of the big questions that people will have about using the Macintosh system will be, what about computer-aided drafting? What about CAD? What are you doing there? And when we first moved to this one-to-one on the Mac platform, 
our CAD instructor came up and said, you know, the industry standard runs on a different box and we're going to stay on this box. We're not moving to this Macintosh platform. So we had 2,100 kids with laptops in their hands, yet we had this 32-station CAD lab on the Wintel side uh, running for our kids. And after about six months, it became very apparent that this wasn't working for our kids. We had this place that kids had to go. They had to wait for a station to open up. It was only there when the teacher made the room available, not when the kids were ready to learn. It really didn't seem to fit. And what we found out is that there are many computer-aided drafting programs that work on the Macintosh platform that are real world. And once our teacher found these, all our laptops, we can load CAD software, computer-aided drafting software on those. And our kids now have 24-7 access to our CAD lab in the second year. I think a big thing that people don't think about is you have to protect the users. And one of the things that we don't have running right now is any virus software. So I have over 2,000 laptops running a high school with no virus software. And I'm able to take that money and spend it differently for instructional tools for our kids. And so we really have the best of both worlds. We have the creativity people covered the productivity people covered, in a safe, stable working environment. It doesn't get better than that. When we got ready to do the one-to-one and we had to analyze what we had in place and the infrastructure that we had at the high school, sometimes those things are really beyond what we were capable of doing. And so that's when we brought in folks from Apple to come in with us, look at what we had, talk about where we were trying to go for our kids and for our teachers and what that might look like. And then what did that mean in the backbone? What, what type of servers do we need? Do we have the right kind of wiring? Were we thinking about a wireless environment? And their experts were able to console us and to help us design a solution that really worked out well for our kids and our teachers at our high school. And they really designed from an IT side, from servers to wireless, the infrastructure, the backbone, down to printers that we would need to really meet the needs of our kids and our teachers. But that's just the first step. There's also then getting people ready to use these tools. We use the folks at Apple to talk with us about what were our goals, what were our dreams, how do we want our teachers to use this. They really sat down and did this discovery process with us. They asked us questions and then they listened. And they helped us to design a staff development program that really gave us an outstanding one-to-one program at Westside High School in Omaha. When I think about how the infrastructure must support the curriculum instruction, it, it must be rock solid. It must always be there. It must be like when I turn on the tap and the water comes out. And thankfully, Apple worked with us to design that kind of solution for our school. When we did the one-to-one, it overnight created four more classrooms where we had dedicated lab areas that now became actual classrooms that we could use for some other purpose. And if you think about today's construction budget and you were trying to add a wing on with four or six classrooms, that expense would be incredible. So by giving every kid a notebook computer, we were able to use our building differently, most notably in our lab areas. But the reality is now every room is a computer lab. So the reality is we just didn't repurpose four lab areas that were dedicated labs. We repurposed the whole school. One of the things that we did at our school is we went out and bought a large LCD monitor, and we actually mounted it in our repair shop area by the desk where the kids will come in. And what we have running is Apple Remote Desktop on that. We'll have anywhere from 8 to 12 machines at a time that are randomly scrolling through. And as our technicians are working, they're able to look up and glance and see what kids in our high school of 2000 are doing as it randomly rotates through that. 
Also, kids, as they drop off their machine, they can see that monitor. They're far enough back where they can't actually see the name of the kid that's on the screen, but they can see that we're watching them. We can actually remotely watch what kids are doing and protect our kids. When we started our program in the first year, we did not have anyone on staff that was an Apple-certified technician. I wish we would have. When your technicians are moving forward to think about becoming Apple-certified technicians, it's really a great program. And I would say to districts that are thinking about this, they need to have someone on staff that does this, goes through the training. Over the past four years, we've learned some things. The one that really comes to my mind is when it comes to asset management, you really need to think about how you're going to keep track of all the different computers that you have. You need to have some system in place. So as a kid comes into our shop, they enter their data into a computer terminal. The sheet gets printed out that we attach to their computer. But on the bottom of the sheet we tear off and hand each kid is actually a tracking number. And they can actually put in this code number and they can actually see the status of their computer. If it's sitting on the diagnostic bench, if it's in their bin to go out for repair, if it's sitting on the repair technician's bench, the kids actually know the process. It allowed us to keep better track of our assets, but it also then allows kids to know when it's time for them to come in versus us contacting kids saying your laptop is now available. Your district needs to have in place some type of agreement between the parent, the student, and the school. And we really look at that kind of partnership. We've created a document that we've borrowed and used others' language from other school districts around the country. It really spells out what each side is responsible for and what the expectation for each of those is as well. The first year, we required all parents to come in and meet with us because we wanted them to make sure they understood how this partnership was going to look. And I think that's very important. We do that now with every freshman class. Why would you do this? Truly what it was about was creating a no-excuses environment where, from an instructional standpoint, our teachers knew every piece of software a kid had, what that machine was capable of doing, and they could give powerful learning activities and expect great things from kids because they knew that all kids have them. What we've created in Omaha is a true environment. When you walk in our door and you connect to our wireless system, it is called No Excuses. We remind our teachers and our kids daily that they have no excuses, that we can expect great things from you, we expect you to deliver, and we've provided you with the tools and the infrastructure to make those things happen.